of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vaikuntasya of Lord Vishnu. Amala Atmanaha being freed from all material contamination. Yayu entered Vaikuntha Nilayam the abode named Vaikuntha Sarvaloka by the residence of all the material planets. Namaskritam worshipped. Translation, after thus traveling all over the universes, they also entered into the spiritual sky. It's referring to the four Kumaras. And for they were freed from material contamination. In the spiritual sky, there are spiritual planets known as Vaikuntas, which are the residents of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his pure devotees, and are worshipped by the residents of all the material planets. Purport. The material world is full of cares and anxieties. In any one of the planets, beginning from the highest down to the lowest, Patala, every living creature must be full of cares and anxieties, because in the material planets one cannot live eternally. Living entities, however, are actually eternal. They want an eternal home, an eternal residence, but because of accepting a temporal abode in the material world, they are naturally full of anxiety. In the spiritual sky, the planets are called Vaikuntha because the residents of these planets are free from all anxieties. For them, there is no question of, for them, there is no question of birth, death, old age, and diseases, and therefore, they are not anxious. On the other hand, the residents of the material planets are always afraid of birth, death, disease, and old age, and therefore, they are full of anxiety. Omagyana Timurandus Yahubhigam Jana Shalakaya Chakshur Miliham Jena Tasmai Sri Bhagavadam Sri Taitanya Manodishtam Stabitam Dina Bhutale Svayam Rupa Gadamayam Dadati Svabhadamikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uthapadakamalam Sri Gurum Vaishnavamscham Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatham Vitam Tam Sadhivam Sadvaitam Sabadutam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakam Vitam Sacha He Krishna Puruna Sinda Dinamando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhi Pindavanishvari Vishavanu Sudhi Hedevi Panamami Hadi Priye Vanchakalpa Tuluvyascha Rivasindu Vinivacha Paditanam Pavanivyo Vaishnavivyo Namamama Jayasi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar, Sri Vasadi Gora Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare 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 Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna Good to see everybody
good to see Shyamal Gold climb this year's association because I was contending for to race for Google on Sundays. So of course in this purport, the first first line brings famous Bhagavad Gita verse eight sixteen Abrama Bhuvana Muka Puna Avartinojana Mamupecha Tukandeya Puna Janana Vidyate from the highest planet down to the lowest, all the places of misery wherein repeated birth and death take place, but one who has attained my abode never takes birth again. Um, in the end of Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna says, Surrender unto me, um, in the end he says, Masajaha, don't worry, and have no fear. And Prabhupada in the purport, he said, he paraphrased it saying, it's like, don't worry. There was, a, there was a song back in the, I don't know what it was, 80s or 90s, don't worry, be happy. And, uh, so we have the actual um, means to don't worry, be happy. It's like near the book, chant, be happy. And Prabhupada, there was a, an excerpt, there was a, uh, it was an interview with a reporter. Um, but they were congratulating Prabhupada on his his success and so on, and, and Prabhupada was when when the whole world is chanting Hare Krishna, then I'll be happy. Like that's his. There's always this, you know, spiritual life is ever increasing, and even though one is satisfied, there's simultaneously this um, desire to increase. Um, whereas in the material world, people they're hankering because they're not satisfied and they're thinking if I achieve some some sort of success materially then then I'll then I'll be satisfied but it, it's this um, probably says a will of the wisp you know it's just it never really there's nothing really there it's just like it's like this misty vapor you know forms you know they just you know, you can never really grab onto it. There was a famous song back in the late 60s, castles made of sand fall into the sea eventually. You, know, you, build, you build your castle in the sand and the waves, the waves of time come and dismantle everything. So, um, so that's this, this, to be, to be situated in Krishna consciousness means that we have um, the greatest gift, we've received the greatest gift, and that's one thing I was speaking with Don Achille yesterday, when oftentimes we see that new devotees are the most enthusiastic, because they're really, they're really grateful, and they really feel fortunate for the happiness that they're experiencing. Lord Chaitanya, Namo Mahavani, Rupa Goswami, when he first met Lord Chaitanya, he recited this, this famous verse, Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Vidayate, Krishna Krishna Chaitanya Namane Goti Sainama. Had previously Krishna demanded surrender, it was very rigid Bhagavad Gita. 
But Lord Chaitanya is, is giving freely love of God a taste. He gives us that taste to encourage us because of our fallen condition. He gives, try before you buy. You know, like at the, at the stores, they always have like a sample table, you know, hey, we're trying, you know, trying samples of this cheese or something, you know. And then they have the, whatever the case of the, the items, but you, you get to try a sample free, no cost. So Lord Chaitanya, is, he's giving a taste of love of God, and that taste is out of this world. It literally is out of this world. Golokara Premadam Hadidam Sankirtan. This taste of love of God, which is descended in the form of the chanting of the Holy Name, is literally out of this world. It's come from the spiritual world. So, but when, when one is first tasting that rich, creamy, delicious bhakti rasa, that is incomparable. There's nothing that can compare to the taste of loving reciprocation with the Lord. One's heart is just filled with happiness and satisfaction. Um, so when one is a new devotee, sometimes they, because there's nothing, you know, we were speaking with Donna Kelly yesterday, there's nothing really to be proud of because you've just stumbled upon this good fortune. And I don't really know anything yet. I mean, I might have some initial understanding of the philosophy, but I can't impress anybody so much with my philosophical presentations, or I don't know how to play the instruments, I don't know how to do puja. I, you know, I, everything is just new. It's very novelty. Everything's new. Novel? Does that mean that means new, doesn't it? Novel? So everything's very fresh. And one is in a very grateful state of, or, or feeling just very fortunate. Prabhupada was, I was listening to a, a lecture of devotion uh, talk that Prabhupada was giving about uh, Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavanji. That one, after traveling, so, you know, here, I reference Prabhupada's uh, translation in Gita, highest planet to the lowest planet, all, all places of misery. So, this verse from the Chaitanya Chaitamrita describes that after traveling throughout the universe, higher planets, lower planets, all these different species of life, one is very fortunate, Bhagavan, very similar to the word Bhagavan. Bhagavan means full of opulence, so Bhagavan means one is fortunate or opulence, but one who's fortunate. Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavanji Guru Krishna Prasadi Poi Bhaktivata Bij. One meets a bona fide spiritual master and receives the seed of the devotional creeper. And, uh, and in the process of Sadhana Bhakti is watering that, that devotional creeper and then weeding the anartas. And then that, that devotional creature rises, 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 and penetrates the covering of the universe and wraps itself around the lotus feet of Krishna. It's a famous paragraph I was very fond of. Krishna tvadiya padapankacha panjarantamadhyaheva vishitumimana saraja hamsa 
Pranaprayanasamaye kapabhata pita khanda vilodana vidao svananam gudaste. He says, my dear Krishna, I pray that the swan of my mind immediately sink down to the stems of the lotus feet of your lordship and become locked up in their network. Immediately, I pray that immediately my mind goes there. Otherwise, at the time of my final breath, when my throat is choked up with cough, how will it be possible for me to think of you? So this, Shilvakti Nel Thakur describes that the dust from the lotus feet of pure devotees is conducive for devotional service, and service to the devotees is itself the supreme perfection and the root of the creeper of divine love. And I was reading this morning about the rarity of pure devotional service, one of the six symptoms of, or six characteristics of pure devotional service is rarely achieved. And uh, Rupa Goswami and Prabhupada, in his summary, was really emphasizing that devotional service is a, is a, is a total gift. Like we can't, we can't really earn it through our efforts. We demonstrate our sincerity by following as best as possible the, the rules and regulations. But it's really, we're simply, as Gorgon Maharaj said, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up a school where you can learn how to cry for Krishna. So it's just this, this utter dependence. I'm completely dependent on Krishna's grace and which comes through his pure devotees. So the dust of the lotus feet of pure devotees is conducive for devotional service. And Balad Maharaj says, unless you smear your body with the dust of the lotus feet of pure devotees, you can't, can't achieve devotional service. Even if you undergo great austerities, um, practice, you know, fasting and, you know, the yogis, they would go off to the Himalayas and perform severe austerities submerging their bodies in cold water and the winter time and building fires around them in the hot summer you know practicing great austerities Prahlad says you can't achieve devotional service like that Krishna is not under Krishna is not like an ATM machine you know where you you know you put your card in you hit the number and then you know okay I've performed this many austerities I you know it's it's simply by the, the mercy of Krishna manifests through his pure devotees. So it's simply a, a, a question of pleasing pure devotees, and by their satisfaction, by their happiness. I was reading Prabhupada was talking about when the spiritual master sees the disciple advancing nicely, he becomes very pleased, and probably likened it to a parent watching their child grow up and start to accomplish different things. He specifically said, watching a child learn how to walk. So it gives great happiness to the parent to see the child growing. So in the same way, when, we can, when we, we're struggling, we're crawling around, but when we actually stand up and, and, and can, tar, can, can start to function as an autonomous Krishna conscious person, where the spiritual master doesn't have to tend one so immediately, but actually takes up, as Jivananda Prabhu was saying in that nice class he gave a couple of weeks ago, about empowering when, when one is 
uh, has the mood of the spiritual master, then one is invested with the power to uh, to propagate Krishna consciousness because they won't exploit it for self-aggrandizement. So, and this is really the way to become free from material cares and anxieties is is to adopt the care and anxiety for the conditioned souls and their struggle. I was, it's funny, it was kind of like, it's like riding a bike, you never really forget how to do it, but sometimes you may take a little while to get your, they kind of get your wings back, get your feet back. So I, under Tulgovinda Prabhu's inspiration, I purchased some books and I, I was out on the college campus and you know, in between my shuttle bus runs, I'm right there at sort of Grand Central Station where all the buses drop all the students off. And I said, why don't I try to distribute some books in between my runs, you know? So I started approaching some students and and it was, I was a little, actually it started earlier, I went downtown because I, I live right downtown and it's during the lunch hour, there's quite a bit of activity. A lot of people, all the businesses, people are out and about during the lunch hour. So I went out and, uh, and it was just old school Hare Krishna, you know, excuse me, sir, you know, stopping him and shaking their hands and putting a book in their hand. And and I was a little nervous at first, you know, but I thought, you know, just get off the metal platform. And I took five books with me. And I, I before I left, I had this picture of the Panchatattva in my, in my apartment. So I thought I'll take five books, one for each member of the Panchatattva. <laughs> And when I'm distributing the book, I'll meditate on Lord Chaitanya. Okay, this is book number one. And then book number two is Lord Nityananda. So, so, uh, so at the beginning, I was just approaching everybody. And sometimes that can be a little frustrating. You know, you have to be a little discerning, you know. So, uh, you know, I was getting the old, you know, you know. And, and then I met one, I met one, uh, there, most of the people down there are working. Down there, so it's easy. Excuse me, do you work down here? Okay, maybe. So I said, this is part of the gratitude project. You know, we're just circulating. You know, higher knowledge. You know, give it a look, read it, pass it on, pay it forward. You know, everybody just gives a donation. You know, and I met some really sweet people. Um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, proportionately, but I met some really nice people. This one guy had a peace sign on a peace a pendant. With a peace sign, it says, "Excuse me, sir, it's not a peace sign. You know, you like this one. It's about peace and happiness." And, and then, and so finally, I, I was on the four. I did four, and then on the fifth one, I had a science of socialization. And it's really, it's actually, it's, it's. I remember back in the day when we were out in the parking lots, and you were, you literally felt like you were in the trenches, you know, because you were in between the rows of cars, and you were like on a battlefield, you know. And then you would see somebody, and it was almost, it was like you made this uh, transcendental um, game out of it. And said, like, somebody's on the other side of the parking lot, and you would envision there's a cliff. And if I don't get to them, you know, before they exit, you know, the parking lot, you know, it's like they're falling off the cliff. So you would run over in there and you would, you know, meet them. So anyways, I was at this one last book and then I was across the street, I saw this young couple and I, the light just changed and I darted over there. 
and uh, and I showed him the signs of civilization. And said, "Oh, yoga and meditation," and they went, "Wow!" You know, like they were totally like, you know, that's our book, you know. And they were really good. As the, the girl's name was Sunshine. <laughs> They were kind of, they weren't like total hippies, but they were, you know, they're too sunny and, you know, new agey types. So, uh, yeah, her name was Sunshine, the guy's name was Jake, and they were getting ready to go to Los Angeles. And anyways, they gave five bucks for the SSR, and, and I just thought, man, this is so sweet, you know? And, uh, and then I, I, I don't, I do a little cooking at home. I just make kid three and in the morning and make oatmeal and that. But I offer these figs from Trader Joe's. They're a really good deal on these nice figs. So, so every day I'm offering these figs and stuff, taking them for my prasadam work. And I thought, you know, I don't necessarily maybe have time to cook cookies or something like that, but I can distribute. You know, so, so yesterday I was at work. And I went to a couple of my, my co-workers. I said, uh, it's Friday. You know what today, the day it is today? It's Friday, it's Fig Friday. <laughs> and I, I pulled out my bag of figs. <laughs> I said, you ever had these figs from Trader Joe's? You know, my, you know he's this kind of gruff maintenance guy. And he goes, no, I'll take one. He's like, wow, this is, this is, a, this is great. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was at, I was back at my apartment. I had these butterscotch candy things. That sometimes when my stomach was upset and my throat was a little sore, I would have these little butters. But I have these recalls that I usually use. But I thought, well, I got all these butterscotch candies, you know, and I offered them. And then I was running around the building yesterday. I had to pay my rent and I had to do different things. So I was just like distributing butterscotch candies to everybody. And the, and the, I was paying my rent and the receptionist. Um, and not reception, the office lady, I said, uh, I was getting ready to pay her, and I said, hey, you like butterscotch? And she goes, oh, I love butterscotch. She says, my father used to always give me these butterscotch candies, you know. And I just thought, boy, this is so, like, blissful. <laughs> just, you know, distributing figs and books and butterscotch candies, and I thought, I got, you know, I don't have to be anything other than what I am right now. I just have to be myself and just distribute Krishna consciousness from whatever position you're in. You know, and I thought, well, I'm making, I'm making it too complicated, thinking I have to be something else, you know? We just have to be, wherever, whatever position we're in, just try to share Krishna consciousness. And, but the, uh, I remember, because I was, who was I talking with? I guess it was Nana Kaylee, we were talking about Vaisheshi Kapabu, and when I, I, I had the opportunity to distribute books with him a little bit, and Pragosh also. And the thing that is so overwhelming is that they're so happy. It's really irrelevant, irrelevant what they say. And Tara, you know Tara from Miami? Yeah. He, my book, my book. Yeah. I went out with him once at uh, UCSD college campus in uh, San Diego and he was just brimming with spiritual happiness and I remember he walked up to this student and he just had this intoxicated smile on his face and he handed him a book and he was just like 
you know, just smiling. And he gave him the book and he says, check it out. You know, and the guy and the student was looking at him like, are you nuts? Like, because he was so blissful. And you don't see people like that unless they're like maybe really intoxicated where they're just like, you know. But he was swimming in spiritual happiness. And I remember watching the whole exchange. And, you know, just the dumbfounded look on the student where he was just like, what's going on? And then, you know, he was just smiling. He just asked him for a donation. You know, just magically they reached in their pocket and gave a donation. And, and many times, like, when well, you have this experience, people, they say, I don't know why I'm giving this money to you. They, they say that. They say, it's like, the super soul is just, you know, go in your pocket and give him some money. It's like, I, I don't know what's going on here. I never give money to people on the street, you know? So, I mean, these experiences. So, you know, talking about relieving the cares and anxieties of material life, when we, when we become, and I experienced this the other day, I, was, I had my van for sale on Craigslist and I'm kind of going back and forth whether or not I want to sell it because it's, it's actually a pretty nice van and to, to replace it, you know, you know, for anything under $5,000, it's like, you know, a real gamble. So anyways, I, this, this fellow called me up from Phoenix and he said, I'm going to come down and look at your van. So I said, okay. And I had, I had prepped it earlier, but I had to, you know, weather, dirt and this. So I had to, I just got off work and then I had to race over the car wash and then I actually thought I had to do some grocery shopping. So I was running around very passionately and I realized how, how I became so fixated on, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I was really in the mode of passion and I was going into the grocery store and I was just like, thank you, thank you. You know, and, and I was just not present. You know, I was wrapped up and what I needed to get done. And I, I realized, boy, this is really unpalatable because I've been experiencing a little relief from that and just trying to be very present for people and be very kind to people and be very like kind of interested in people. And, but when you're in the mode of passion, it's just, it's all about you and what you got to get done. And, and we just sort of, we, it's like having a, a wall up, you know, where you're just wrapped up in your own little universe. And it's, it's it's a uh, it's a kripana mentality. It's a miserly because we have so much to give people, you know, and in, 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 even in just our kindness, you know, you know, and then of course we can extend that to giving them Prabhupada directly in the form of his books or Blainim. But we have so much to give people, but that's these lower modes of nature. It's just like putting up a wall, and it. Uh, so anyways, I, I just thought about in terms of relieving our cares and anxieties. Um, but I, addressing again, on new devotees, they, they tend to be really relishing Krishna consciousness because they're so grateful, they're, they feel so fortunate. And I thought about how we have to continually sort of, as Bhakti Tudor said, rejoin the Hare Krishna movement. We have to revisit that mood of gratitude and fortune that we felt and then we can really but in, in it's very powerful if we can revisit reactivate that mode after years of experience in Krishna consciousness we really have something to give you know 
Um, when we have that appreciation and gratitude for because the rarity of pure devotional service, as Rupa Goswami is describing, and and someone who had, I was thinking how fortunate just to have joined when I did in 1980 in, in San Diego, there was such a strong spirit of, of giving Krishna consciousness. Gunagaraya Maharaj and Gunagaraya Maharaj and Sadamani and Mahatma and all these amazing devotees who were fixed in Prabhupada's mood of distributing Krishna consciousness. You couldn't help but just through osmosis, it was just that's what it meant to be a devotee was to give Krishna consciousness because this is um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's whole purpose in his descent. He's, well, of course, his internal reason to relish, you know, the the, the, the Bhava of Radharani, and but it was his external reason is to to give that that experience that bhakti rasa freely and. Uh, it, it's of course you know you, you in order to in order to uh, give you have to receive. Prabhupada said the greatest charity in the nature of instruction he was talking about charity. Didati prati is the greatest charity is to give give people Krishna consciousness. But Prabhupada said, but we have to be also ready to accept it. So that that means our heart has to be in the right. Um, we have, to, we have to be in the right state of our attitude. It has to be proper in order for us to accept the gift in order to be able to give it. So. Thank you very much. Anyone have any comment or question? We have a few minutes. Yes, Prabhu. I like to think that every, uh, what you said resonated with me about rejoining. That every morning when you wake up after evening of sleep, then the first thing you have to do is rejoin the Hare Krishna movement in the morning. Through rising, bathing. I will have a little deals as Prabhupada chanting the uh, Maha Mantra from that original happening album recording. Turn that on and just plays one phrase and it loops. And so I just have that on when I'm putting on my T-Lock and my Brody. So I, I, kept, I think like that, that every day I have to rejoin the Hare Krishna movement. Yeah. yeah, he said, my Guru Maharaj, he said, surrender is, you know, when you start, it's a journey. And you begin the journey, you join the Hare Krishna movement, but then you have to, that's like starting the, the engine. But now you have to drive on your trip. And then there are so many curves in the road and this and that. So yeah, surrender is an ongoing process. Yes. It's interesting. Uh, there's another way to look at the relationship with Krishna and the movement and the whole Krishna conscious experience. Uh, when we first come, it's like a young boy and a young girl become infatuated with each other. So it's so new and wonderful, and you become infatuated. I remember seeing Prabhupada for the first time and having read the Bhagavad Gita. I was thinking, maybe that verse about the Bhagavad Gita that says there's one in a million that will uh, understand this transcendental knowledge. I thought, here I am, Shiva Prabhupada. I'm the one amongst a million. <laughs> and then when I looked at him, I knew that he's got a glance of Shiva Prabhupada. It's a very 
humbling experience how he has he looks through the soul he looks through all of the garbage in the heart so this experience of infatuation with everything new uh, if anybody has a loving relationship with another person you know that there are different stages to love so uh, then the love becomes a little challenging because you start to understand that person and then you have to adjust so uh, it's the same way with Krishna sometimes we have to that's the surrender that you just spoke about that's uh, we have to surrender to different aspects of our life that we we didn't understand and we didn't understand that we have to give them up to proceed in our Krishna consciousness so even though it's a uh, very rejoining, rejoining our commitment to being devotees every day. Um, there are different stages to, to love. We pass through the beginning stage, and then the work starts. So that after you've been doing this for 10, 20, 30, 40, almost 50 years, it becomes a divine loving relationship. It becomes a divine love trip that you've given your heart to that you don't have uh, rejoining. It's you're real in. You're real in. I always commitment. You've already given everything up. You're in. So there's a whole different vision of the rejoining aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah, eloquently put. Thank you. Another way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I stopped short, but like when when I started to talk about when a, new, a newer devotee doesn't know so much they don't have much to be proud of and then after they become a little more acquainted and then you have something to sort of flout that word flout you know look at me i can play them down there i can quote the shlokas i can offer the art to you know look at you know it becomes more about me again you know where whereas previously i didn't know anything so i couldn't walk around and be very proud so the young, younger devotees, newer devotees, they tend to be a little humble because they don't know anything. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And they treat everyone very reverentially, like, because they don't, they're not able to really discriminate who's advanced, who's advanced. So I just have to be very respectful for everybody, to everybody, which Lord Chaitanya said we should be. So we become a little, you know, our, our latent, just like Prabhupada talks about sex desire, it's latent in the heart. And then when you hit puberty, then <laughs> You know, it, it blossoms. So, you know, this pride and, you know, wanting to be adored and appreciated, um, it's there in the heart. And then when, when, you, when you don't know anything, you can't really manifest because you've got nothing to show. So um, that's always something to be aware of, that all of these things are gifts, you know, Rana Swami was talking about how the moon is just reflecting the light of the sun. And when Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he says in that famous Gurudev song, um, I had no good qualities, you know, it, it's, he says, Tomara, what is it? Tomara Karuna, I can't remember the thing, but, and I thought about, you know, that's, because we're supposed to recognize our advancement by, you know, we're developing some good qualities. But the idea is that it's just we're like reflecting the goodness of our spiritual master. We're just to be, to be like a clean mirror that is simply reflecting the, the good qualities of one's spiritual master. So one may not feel 
qualified themselves, but because of the mercy of the blessings of our spiritual master, we have something to offer, you know, that gift that we receive. So whatever knowledge we have, whatever abilities we have, whatever, it's all a gift of Prabhupada. And uh, just to always remind himself on a daily basis how grateful we are that Prabhupada gave us our life. Everything about our life is, has been given by Prabhupada. So to, to simply think about that every day, take some quiet time and just reflect on, you know, how my whole life is simply, it's been a gift, you know. Yes, Prabhupada. I really like what you said about how when you would go out and distribute with certain devotees that they were so full of love that no matter what they said, they were able to distribute these books. You know, growing up in the Christian church, there was always two kinds of preachers in my experience. There was the one that wanted to give love, and for some reason they were very attractive to, to, the, to the mass of people. And there was the opposite of those preachers who had good intentions, but they were more focused on kind of the fear kind of tactic, if that makes any sense. In my experience, I feel like when I go out to distribute books, if I'm looking at the living entities, the conditioned souls in a certain light, I feel like I can be so much more effective. So like if I am just understanding that they're also part and parcel of Krishna, and I go out there filled with this gratitude to want to give them books, I feel like it helps me in my book distribution and my effectiveness. Whereas if I'm looking at everyone, it's all oh, these are just fallen conditioned souls. All these people, you know, are going to hell, blah blah blah. And I'm trying to go from that position to, to give out or distribute books. It's never really effective. So I just really, I really resonated with what you said. It makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you. Redunga Prabhu, you have some realization to share? Well, yeah, I was just appreciating what you were <coughs> speaking about. It meditate upon that more myself before I can put it into action. Yeah. Something's right on the tip of your tongue that's what we're looking for. Anybody who distributes books, please text me or message me so I can put it on the scores after the profile. <laughs> I, I had it. I'm writing it down on my computer. I have a okay. <laughs> Book distribution journal, so yeah. That was really nice story. Thank you so much. All right. I'll go ahead, bro. I was gonna say that you know, speaking for myself and probably for everyone here today, we always appreciate your uh, realizations which are spoken so nicely and personally and expressed so in such a way that you know everyone who's hearing can can get some light. Thank you for that. I'll end with this story. I was in the San Diego airport and I was distributing books and I approached this, this woman and she just gave me the, you know, not interested. And she stepped about 10 steps and she just stopped. And she turned and she came back to me and said, who are you people? And I thought, just give her the straight. We're just monks. We're out here trying to spread, you know, knowledge of God. And, you know, I just gave her a real simple, as pure possible as I could. 
and she started crying and she embraced me. She said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've lived across the street from you people for 15 years and I never knew. She gave me $10 and she took a bottle of Megiddo. It was just like, and I felt like Lord Chaitanya just put a bubble. Here we were in this busy airport terminal and it was like Lord Chaitanya just put this bubble and we were in the spiritual world. Like Lord Chaitanya had intervened in her life and it just melted her heart. She literally, she, she started crying and she embraced me right there in the airport, complete stranger. And I was just like, wow, you know? <laughs> and that is, it's like, that's like in etched in my consciousness. I'll never forget that experience, you know? And when we, we accumulate these types of experiences over our life in Krishna consciousness, it's like, wow, Krishna is amazing. Thank you very much.